So it's the last day of Black History Month. Um, talk to so many, so many people tonight. We're back with a returning guest, our boy Brian, and the majority of this pod is going to be about Black History Month. The first part is going to be about sports. So tell the people who we got today. Well, the final person. So we talk about a lot of and, and entrepreneurs, right? We talk about athletes in history. We talk. We we talk about inventors, right? We've done all of that. But the last person I want to talk about is a current athlete. And if you're gonna think, oh well, you know, Mahomes, or we're gonna talk LeBron, no, no, we're not. We are going to talk about this current up-and-coming NHL defenseman star who has a big voice in change. In change. We're going to talk about Matt Dumba. Matt Dumba is a currently a defenseman currently playing for the Minnesota Wild. He was selected with the seventh overall pick by the Wild in the first round of the 2012 entry draft. And ever since this man has came on the scene, he has been nothing but a revelation. His best season was the 2015-2016 season. He had a breakout year. He had a career high in goals, points, and assists with 10 goals, 20 on 16 assists, and 26 points. This man, this man has been doing sensational. He is great. He is a great ambassador for the. Um, he is a great ambassador for the NHL, especially with with their alliance, what they're trying to do change. And the fact that he he he's the reason why when when they had that plane and did that stop, he's, he was one of the big advocates for that pause and play with the NHL. So let's give a big applause to Matt Dumba. That's and what team does he play for now? No, he currently plays for the Minnesota Wild. He currently plays for the Minnesota Wild, and he just had the game winning. Goal in overtime against the LA Kings yesterday. Wow. Yeah. So I figured, you know what? We talk about the past, which is great. I want to talk about the present. And we've talked a lot about great African Americans throughout the past. But I, I never fully talked about who inspired me. But I'm going to save that for when we have Brian coming on. Because there's so many lists, but I narrow it down to two people. And I'll explain it when we have Brian on. And then you'll understand why I made the choices I made. And to throw this one in, because I'm not sure I did it earlier. On this day in 1990, the Kings, so, so it's pretty fitting, and Oilers set an NHL record for the most penalties in a game. As they combined for 86 total infractions, the Kings won the game which saw a combined 356 penalty minutes. For two, the Oilers' 45 penalties were the most called against one team. You know how I knew about those penalties? It's because of the fact that the Kings and Oilers were playing each other, and they talked about that specific thing back in the day. So, man, and the NHL let them, let them play back in the day, man. Now it's like you can't really do They still have fighting, but... They, 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 you know, you can get a lot of things back in the day that you can't get away with now. So, good to know, man. And uh, the Yankees lost their first ring training game, 6-4, <sighs> when Luke Voigt took the mic. Rob Brantley threw on homer, and Mike Taupin went back-to-back. 
but they ended up losing 6-4. Uh, Lucky looked really, really good on the mound. That's my what to look for. And, you know, we're going to see Tyon tomorrow. And not going to see Garner or G till March 3rd. And we're going to see Gary Ketch tomorrow. So that's important. And, yeah. Man, the, the Yankees lost. Ugh. Terrible. This this team is already not going to win the World Series. Ugh. Awful. I can't believe it. You lost a spring training game? Awful. Disappointing. It's over, bro. The total attendance was 2,000 plus today. And they all talked about how it was great to see just fans back cheering and whatnot. It got the players extra hyped. And... I guess that's true. I mean, if it was just me, I'd have that mindset to where I don't need the fans. You know, my my joy and my playing good is off of me doing for mine, my contract. But I guess the fans do give them some sort of incentive. Hey, it don't hurt. Um, when I when I played football, like I always had internal motivation. So I mean, I love the fans, but for me, I I would always have internal motivation to play well. That's just me. That's what's up. Yes, sir. The last day of Black History Month, and we're with our boy Brian Waters. First things first, Brian, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? Good, good, good. Before before we talk Black History Month, and that's gonna be the majority of this. What did you think of my boy, your boy, everyone's boy, Tom Edward Patrick Brady, winning his seventh Super Bowl? You had to bring that up, didn't you? I, I, I thought we were talking Black History Month. You should have known. Brian, you should have known this was going to be brought up. That, that's a bad cat out of you. You should have known that was, I knew it. Think it was going to get brought up. You should have known that. that that's a bad cat out of you, my friend. Mm-mm-mm. I know. It was just called wishful thinking. Uh, but, you know, um, what can I say? There's no way you can't call him the greatest quarterback of all time. Um, I would say, and I always, I rest it like this. Lamar Jackson, to me, is the most exciting. Patrick Mahomes is the most talented. Peyton Manning is the smartest. Uh, Joe Montana is the most legendary. And Tom Brady is the greatest. Uh, You can't deny the fact that if you take away the first set, which I believe his first three championships was won on the strength of his defense that he had in New England. And he was out there being a good quarterback, right? We saw him become a great quarterback through the mid-2000s when he had Randy Moss. And, you know, we saw him kind of, people don't talk about it, but we saw him make Randy Moss a household name once again because Randy wasn't doing nothing in Oakland, right? So, after that, you know, when he started winning championships again, that's when you started to see him being Tom Brady. And the moment I had to declare him the GOAT was when he came back against the Falcons. 
Yeah, the Falcons gave up, but he also he had that mental fortitude. You know, you got to give it to him. And then when he goes into a whole new team his first year and, sing, and takes them all the way to the Super Bowl on the road, might I add, on the road against two great quarterbacks and a great defense, there's no doubt about it. Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. And that's all I'm going to say nice about him. <laughs> Brian, we know that Tom Brady is the, is, is the best. We know that um, as, as you can like it, you can hate it, you cannot be a fan of it, but you got to appreciate the fact that this man is a seven-time champion. And the guy got Dominican Sue and Antonio Brown rings. Antonio Brown got a ring. And Dominican Sue got a ring. Leonard Fournette got a ring. Shaq Barrett and Levante David got rings. So you just got you just got to tip your hat to Brady, and he's the best man. And if you know, as much as you you may dislike it, we just have to tip our hat and say, you know what, the man's the best to ever do it. And there will be there's no quarterback that will that will touch him. So that's that's that. But um, my I do have a question that um that is a sport related, but the, and then we'll get into Black History. Um, I want to talk about the logo. Now, I'm sure you heard about this. Um, Kyrie Irving um, wants, wants to petition that the NBA change the silhouette logo from Jerry West to the late, great Kobe Bryant. Now, me and Nick talked about this, and I know that Kyrie just has been backed up by um, Kobe's um, um, wife, Vanessa Bryant. We, we, me and Nick have gone back and forth, and we agreed that, to me, I think it, it wouldn't happen. And it probably shouldn't happen because to me, and I hate to bring this up, but when they're going to bring up Colorado, it's going to be dead on arrival. So what are your thoughts on um, Kyrie wanting to change the NBA logo? That's a touchy subject. Um, Anybody knows me knows that I am a huge Kobe Bryant fan. I have three magazines, ESPN, Sports Illustrated, LA Times. That's on my wall, and so ever since I purchased these and hung them up, I've always seen the likeness of Kobe Bryant every day, every day that I'm in my house. Um, so I'm a huge Kobe fan, but a couple things here. As much as we hate to bring it up, you said it right on point. I mean, I couldn't say no better. You, you. You cannot bring Kobe Bryant without Colorado. Uh, regardless of how you may feel about that, um, you can't bring it up. Jerry West, who they said, the, you know, is the logo. Um, things were different back then. Um, no matter what, I don't think he has any allegations. I don't know. But there's so much documentation on the things with Kobe. Um, and it's just, it's so much when you think about licensing and branding, um, you know, and let's be real, and we can really be honest, maybe it shouldn't be anybody. Maybe it shouldn't have been Jerry West in the first place. You know, maybe it should just be NBA and a ball or something. You know, I don't even know who the logo is for MLB. Um, you know, I don't know if that's anybody's ever brought that up, but uh, I know one point people said, what, why wasn't it Michael Jordan? But then, you know, obviously with the Jordan brand. So, 
as much as I personally would love to see it, I think it's just something that, you know, you just leave alone. Unfortunately, Kyrie Irving is one of those people who tends to talk and everything he says becomes a trending topic again. Um, you know, I think if everybody would just kind of ignored it, then we would, a lot of people wouldn't be having this conversation. But unfortunately, he just anything he says becomes a trending topic. Those I are agree. true words spoken. And, and let's be real here. If Kobe didn't die, is this discussion even being had? Probably not. What's next? What if LeBron dies? Would he be the logo? Come on, what are we what are we doing here? And maybe you're right. Maybe the logo should just be an NBA or basketball or uh the man the man that opened the museum maybe, you know? Uh but but that's 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 what it is and people don't wanna say that. You know, they mm-hmm. you know, they wanna honor him the right way, but why isn't the all star game thing enough? Why why do you have to change the logo? So so that's what I think it is. People just wanna try to honor him and they're they're doing too much. I mean and, and the thing is, you know, people are still breathing. Um you know, um, people are still grieving. I'm going to give y'all a spoiler, exclusive, uh, well, you heard it here first. Next week on Breaking Through the Glass Theon, I bring on Brick Waters. And Brick Waters is a, um, she works for the uh, Washington Wizards as an arena game host. One of the stories she shared about uh, is the time she, last year she was at the All-Star game. And how people were, you know, kind of grieving together, right? So when you think about everything going on, uh, and I think it's also the way that Kobe died. It was tragic, you know, in a line of order. He left before a lot of other legends, Bill Russell, Michael Jordan, etc. So people just want to honor him in some way possible. Uh, he's also this younger generation. He he was what Michael Jordan was to him. He was that to them. So <clears throat> I don't think you know. And, and this may sound weird, but I just don't think we even do too much. I even think I don't think Kobe would want it. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think Kobe would want. It. I could be wrong, um, but I, I just don't think he would want that. I don't think because we can't take away. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I don't think Kobe would be the type of person that would want it. He doesn't come off as that, to be honest with you. And we can't take away what Jerry West means to him. Absolutely. He's the one that drafted him. (laughs) And he drafted him. Remember, Kobe was getting ready to go to the Clippers. And who was it that told him, you don't want to play for that owner? It was Jerry West. You know, um, regardless of who was the owner. And who was the owner of the Clippers? (laughs) Donald Sterling. There we go. And, wow. and, and, and no matter what type of relationship Jerry had going on with the Lakers, he always wanted Kobe in that Lakers uniform. So, you know, with the fact now, Jerry probably, I, I can't remember, I think Jerry said he wouldn't have a problem with it. But, you know, I just personally don't think it should be anybody. I don't know how they decided to choose that. It looks nice, but it's also going to be weird if they do change it to just something generic. 
And you know what's crazy is that, um, by the way, the MLB logo was designed by Jerry um, Dior in 1964. So that's how that 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 that's how he was. Um, um, he and he and it was we thought it was modeled by the Hall of Famer Harmon Killebrew, but it was not. So okay. yes, yeah, so, yeah. So that I just want to bring that history lesson, but. Like and and the last sport thing I want to bring up, and then we're gonna go all Black History. Um, with I want to talk about um the NBA, particularly with um what's going on in the Eastern Conference. Obviously, the Brooklyn Nets are they are fantastic. I know they lost to Dallas, but you know in the NBA, I mean you you're gonna you're gonna lose to teams that you know you probably should be happy. Everyone can lose on any given night. But what I'm saying is I think. The only the only thing that can stop Brooklyn from winning a championship, well, two things, well, three things: the health of Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, because he's kind of a wild card, and they just they have no they, they have no rebounding depth. Like they 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 I mean they're playing defense like better, but it's not great. Like they like they can't play well against a team that can physically pound them inside and play. You know, like cause they need to play against a team that. A team that can have good perimeter defense against the Nets and can just pound them on the inside, that will stop the Nets from winning a championship. So all in all, but other than that, though, I do think the Nets are the odds-on favorite to get to the um, NBA Finals. What do you think? Um, man, oh, man. You know, my, uh, my good friend, close friend, sister of mine, Ashley Baker, Pin the Wizards to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, and everybody thinks it's crazy. But when you look at the way you've been playing, I know streaks are up and down. Feel like they may be a couple pieces away. And Russell Westbrook is a dog, right? And I personally think parts are going to fall apart. Um, I don't know if they're going to go to the finals. But they're going to be close. Um, they're going to be close to the Eastern Conference Finals. They might take Philly or uh, Brooklyn to about seven games. But I, I think that, I honestly think Doc Rivers will outcoach uh, Steve Nash and get Philly there. You know, when you look at what Doc Rivers has, you know, I mean, but it's talent, right? But you said talented in the middle. <laughs> you know, if Joel B plays the position the way it's supposed to be played, who knows what could happen? I don't know. I think, but I do think, you know, I do think the Nets and the Lakers is a sexy matchup. I'm one who thinks uh, the NBA loves stories more than anything. I think all sports uh, leagues love stories more than anything, if you get my drift, but Yes, I don't know. <laughs> what if, what if Bill, what if, what if Bill goes to the Knicks? Bill? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think it would be crazy. I think DC would have a fit. I actually want DC to have a fit, but well, I'm kind of selfish. I'm a Knicks fan, but um. Because, but, but speaking of the Knicks, and Nick brought this up about the Knicks, um, they're 17 and 17, they're a 500 team. No one, and I repeat, no one, not even the most optimistic Knicks fan, expect the Knicks to play play this well this um, at the midway point of the NBA season. Uh, I know it's 72 games, but 
they've been playing really, really well. And they're they're getting a lot of buzz. Now, obviously this team plays hard, but they don't have a true score. I mean, Julius Randle's having a career year. Now, my question to you is, what can the Knicks do at the trade deadline to get some scoring? Because one thing about the New York Knicks is they can't score to save their lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, why not go get a guy like Andrew Wade? I, I would be for it. I mean, if, you, if this is like him or Oladipo, anything that's not going to cost you much. Because if, if you're going to trade for a guy like a Bradley Beal, you're talking about like 3 1. You're talking at least either Barrett or Mitchell Robinson. And like, you're, like we're not going to ask for a lot for to, to just just to, just to even think about entertaining a trade. But I, you can get an Oladipo or a Wiggins, uh, like that won't cost you much. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And then, yeah. now, and then what's what's your thought of the NBA having their All Star game this week with with a lot two point something million go going to HBSU? I I don't like the All Star game happening at all. Um, I respect what they doing with the money, but I still I don't like it happening at all. Uh, you know. I feel like why not do something creative like the NFL did uh, as far as, um, you know, maybe two, eSports is huge. You know, why not do something with 2K? When you look at it, um, you know, COVID is real. I don't care what anybody say. I sat here around Thanksgiving. Um, I was cooking Thanksgiving dinner because my wife had it, my mother had it, and my father had it all at the same time. And um, on Thanksgiving, we knew my father was positive because he had got tested. He tested positive that Tuesday, which was my mother's birthday. My mother wasn't feeling well. She had a, uh, you know, a negative test. But as time moved along, she got worse. And she was in the hospital for five days. So you're talking about some stressful times between the uh, last week and the first, last week of November until the first couple of weeks of December, man. It was rough. And so, to see, you know, I don't like when people say the numbers, um, just because it's human beings at the end of the day. And last, uh, this past Friday, my friend buried his sister, who my age, 35, well, Uh 34, um, buried his sister because of COVID. And she and I had just talked this summer because we was planning on... Uh, joint project together. So, you know, to see an all-star game in Atlanta, you know, it's like you're already trying to do this contract tracing. I, I understand you got TV deals, so, you you know, you got to play the games. People get upset, but, you know, at the end of the day, if the players going to make this type of money, that money comes from a TV deal. So, you know, I don't know. If it, you know, two of us got back a couple of pennies considering how much we spend in our table bill because there wasn't a lot of sports. So I just don't like the All-Star game at all. I wish they would not do it, but it is what it is. I'm I'm on the fence. I get what you're saying, but I think I do think I do like the causes, HBCU, historically black colleges, I'm all for that. I, I understand the um the uh 
the the the, uh, the preference, and I, and I and I and I totally I agree with everything you're saying, JC. I um, I agree with everything you're saying, um, Brian. I totally agree. I think I I get everything where you're coming from. I think for me is when you're doing this for a good cause and you're giving back. I I think to me is like, listen, I'm not saying it's worth it, but because of it's because of a notable cause, I'm I'm not. I'm not going to be too upset about it. You know what I mean? I'm not going to, like, you know, throw a fit. But I totally get where you're coming from. All the like, Now, if you would have done, like, a 2K style, I wouldn't be mad at it either. You know? But, you know, you got to understand in these times with COVID, and COVID is real. I, I know it's real. Trust me. I Nick can tell you anyone. I, I know what COVID is. But at the same time, too, though, like, I... Because because it's your cause, I'm not gonna I'm not overly like upset, but I can understand where people can have a different point of view, and I, I'm not gonna argue either side. Like I, I you know I get I get both sides. That's what I'm saying. And then talk now, to us about sorry, sorry, Soul of a Nation. It's this Tuesday. Sterling K. Brown host. A look at racial reckoning in present-day America, tackling issues ranging from policing to reparations, and segments highlighting the arts of entertainment. What do you what do you, what do you think of that? What was that again? I'm sorry. This Tuesday, solve a nation. It looks like it's going to be a series. And this one's titled oh, yeah. "Reckonings." Ster- Sterling K. Brown hosts a look at racial reckoning. In present-day America, tackling issues ranging from policing to reparations, and segments highlighting the arts of entertainment. Um, these conversations are important. You know, they extremely late, but it's better late than never. Uh, you you look at everything that's been happening over the years. Um, you know, I, I did an uncomfortable conversations episode with my uh, grandfather and one of the things I asked him was did black people get too comfortable in the 70s? You, you hear about the struggle in the 60s with, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, um, you know, you hear about everything. But my question to him was what happened? <laughs> you know, because it seemed like, you know, and I know the, um, I forgot, you know, see, I know, you know, we just had the Judas and the Black Messiah movie that just came out, you know, um, and, you know, where all along Black Panthers were painted as this bad thing where only the main, their main focus was protecting their community, you know, and that was in the end of the 60s, 69, when uh, Fred Hampton was murdered. But, you know, you wonder, like, okay, so why in the 70s did all of a sudden it seem like, you know, black people did TV shows and everything? So it's like, why did they get super comfortable? So when you look at that, I'm, I'm glad they're having these conversations now. I'm glad, too. And it kind of leads me into black history. That's a good that's a very good thing. We talked about the the assassination of Brett Hampton. And throughout this entire show, me and Nick have talked about amazing African-American 
trailblazers. We're talking about, you know, entrepreneurs. We talk athletes. We talk inventors. We talk about Camilla Harris. We, you know, being the first af- um, female vice president. Tell us what does what does Black History Month mean to you, and who are some of the African Americans that you know that you that you were inspired by? I mean, it's one of those things. It's a good thing, you know. It's, it's the month itself. I'm glad we have it. Uh, I felt like last year we got a bonus. Um, unfortunately, after George Floyd died, you know, it seemed like June, you know, there was a bonus, and all of a sudden Juneteenth mattered when, uh, you know, I didn't learn about Juneteenth until college. And when you really look at it, you know, and this is no disrespect to the Juneteenth, but, you know, um, what about the date in uh, December, you know? When every when I think everybody else found out that they uh, African Americans were free, you know. Um, so I, I'm I'm glad we do have it, but it's the time to educate everybody. Um, and you know, I mean, historically, man, historically, black figures. I mean, it's just so many <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, you know, I look at a guy like Jackie Robinson, uh, with baseball being my favorite sport, the weather for Jackie Robinson doing what he did, you know, was he the best baseball player in the Negro Leagues? No, not from what I understand or what I've been taught. He wasn't, but he was the one who could take it, you know. Um, but there's, I mean, there's so many, you know. I, I look at my mentor, Sam Davis, the first black manager editor of the Baltimore Sun. You know, um, Kofi Kingston, the first African-born WWE champion. The Rock, Grand Slam champion. (laughs) Yeah, Grand Slam champion. The Rock, the first African-American WWE champion. At the time, the youngest. Um, You know, I know there's all, for some reason, people tend to forget that (laughs) he's black until Black History Month, but they act like The Rock didn't embrace his black side, and that's totally not true. So, you know, those are some of the people that stand out to me. Well, for me, and I I I haven't told who inspired me because I've been telling I've been telling people about these um about like I said, the entrepreneurs, the people there, but for me, who inspired me the most well, there's a lot of people that inspired me, but I'll make it quick. First foremost, I agree. Um it is um it is the rock. And people, people have to understand that he did inherit his black side. People think that, oh, well, he's part, he's, he's, you know, he's Samoan. Yes, he is part Samoan, but don't forget, he, he embraced his African-American side. You know, Rocky Johnson, you know, is, is his dad. But, you know, he, he embraced his, you know, he embraced his black side. Um, so Rock was a real inspiration for me. Um, Denzel Washington. Um, because because of the multiple and diverse roles he played and the big impact it made in Hollywood, um, the multiple movies he did from Remember the Titans to Training Day, um, you can you, you know he won an Oscar for Training Day. Um, 
he did he did so many movies. He did so many movies. He, he did a movie recently with Jared Leto. Um, he uh, that he inspired me a lot to be more well versed. Um, we talk about athletes. I mean, to me, it starts and ends with Kobe Bryant because of the work ethic, the commitment to excellence, the commitment to be ready. He, Kobe was was was, great, was mainly. You know, my inspiration of doing great in sports because of the hard work he put in every single day, taking no days off and not taking any day for granted. So, I like, he inspired me. Um, also, too, um, and the last two, um, I got to say, Serena Williams, because she was so, she was dominant. Let, let's be honest. Serena Williams' domination. And I did play tennis too, so I'm a little bit biased. But what Serena Williams has done for the sport of, of women's tennis, especially dominate on this stage, no one can take away from her greatness. And the I last, she's the greatest athlete of all time. I that I agree. And the last person yeah. to me, and the last person to me, um, is Ray Lewis. Um, you can, you can talk about his off you can talk about his off field transgressions all you want, and yes, he did beat my Giants in the Super Bowl, and I'm still salty about that to this day. But you can never question the man's heart, the man's leadership, what he meant to not only the Ravens but the city of Baltimore itself. Played all his time with Baltimore. What he's done with black youth throughout the world, he inspired me to be a leader. And Ray Lewis was forever one of my favorite athletes. And it's funny because I do have a Ray Lewis jersey. I do have a Ray Lewis jersey that I do have. And it's all black. And I do have a poster of Ray Lewis, like, in my in my room of him, like, just being excited with the fireworks from the background. Like, oh my love. <laughs> I love, I love me some Ray Lewis. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm not going to be a Ravens fan, but I love me some Ray <laughs> I love me... I love me some Ray Lewis. And, and, I mean, my dad didn't like that because he was still a fan, but I do love, me some, do love me some Ray Lewis. I think Ray Lewis is one of the best leaders, and he really changed his life after what happened. And the fact that he has done talk to youthful athletes, the fact that he's given back to African-American community, he has lifted so many urban youth communities. Love me some Ray Lewis. So that is who inspired me. Here's mine, and most of these just speak for themselves. Har- Harriet Tubman, you know, she she had a movie come out, fantastic. What she had to go through and went through to not only get, get herself straight, but, you know, she could have easily stopped and not care about anybody else, and a lot of people today would have done that. Richard Pryor, fantastic, fantastic comedian. So, so funny. Just big, big, big comedian. Uh, going sports, I'm going to say Hank Aaron. And we just had the head of the Negro League Museum, Mr. Bob Kendrick, on the, on the other day. He told us a fantastic Hank Aaron story and how he came out when he was 18 years old. Y'all should check that out. And... It's it's so it's so important, you know, and 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 I think it sucks that 
you know, February is the shortest month, and that's, that's the month they gave, but there's so many important people, um, another one who's a shark, Damon John, big, you know, black, black businessman on Shark Tank, millionaire, and it's just a lot of important people that most people never heard of, or people have heard of, and, and of course, how can you not do with Martin Luther King, just a fantastic man, and I did see Judas and the Black Messiah, great movie, when, when I did Miami, great movie, more important, Trailblazers, and, you know, what they went through, that's something I've never had to, never will, and a part of me, I truly wish I did, because I'd understand them more, and people have to realize, hey, a big population has it so easy, and it's, and it's luck, right, you, you, you were born with a problem, quote, you were born without, and it's, it's something that shouldn't have to happen, you know, no, no one should be treated like crap, just on the color of their skin, and that, and that caused stop. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I agree. I agree with everything you said. Um, and Brian, I gotta ask you this. Um, who are some of the younger athletes, you know, African-American athletes that could be the next trailblazers that we should keep an eye on in any sport? Naomi Osaka. Um, I, I think what she'll do for all the communities that she represents between the uh, Haitian-Americans Anderson climbs the ranks, 
I can see Tim Anderson being that guy because I love his electric personality. Now him saying the White Sox is going to be the best team in American League, uh, that's a stretch. But, but you know, I think Tim Anderson's the guy he could be. Um, obviously, um, you can say it's easy to point out Mahomes because of like how young he is and how much he's going to be a superstar talent. But I would, I would, I, I'd probably go Mahomes, and then I'm gonna go in. The, I'm gonna say in the NHL. I gotta go. I gotta go with Matt Dumba because because people are really sleeping on Matt Dumba, and you know the fact that like oh he is well respected in the NHL. A lot of players have so much ample respect for Dumba. So those are a couple of players right there. And in the NBA, I mean Jalen Brown's a good choice. Um, I I gotta go with Donovan Mitchell. I think Donovan Mitchell could be a guy too. I mean, yeah, I mean he's playing in Utah, but just the way that the way that he is, he's emerging into he's he's, he's breaking out into that superstar category, and the way that he's, he's very outspoken. I could I, I could I could definitely see um, Mitchell in that category too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm glad you know. I definitely forgot about Mahomes, uh, considering. Um, let's be real, you know, we keep it 100. I believe that Mahomes being in that video forced Roger Goodell's hand. Because here you have the face of the league, you know, who is miserable, black and white. Now he's on this video, uh-oh, I got to say something. <laughs> you know, because you look at Patrick Mahomes, you look how talented he is. He's not going anywhere. Uh, as much as I would love to see the Chiefs take a step back, <laughs> Want to rush 
Mr. Mahomes to Canton and, you know, think he's the next great thing. But I got to say, man, I don't, I don't know because he can be anybody who he wants. If he can't beat Tom Brady, I mean, how is homeboy going to be the next best thing? He could win five more Super Bowls. And let's say he don't meet Tom Brady again. You know what I'm saying? He got six rings, but he 0-2 against Brady. So, And that's not something a lot of people want to talk about because that don't fit their narrative. So the number one, you know, I guess Brady hated some can say Brian. What's what's your thought on that wonderful wonderful stuff? Well, as far as him being the greatest, no. About just the conversation of you know Mahomes possibly being the greatest, but not being able to beat Tom Brady. See, look. So we're gonna excuse the fact that Brady ran to the other conference. So. Because when he, when he saw Mahomes coming, he ran to that other conference. They said it's a weaker conference when you look at the up-and-coming quarterbacks, right? Because really, who's coming up in the NFC that you're looking at to say, okay, these are the guys from the next decade? When you looked at the AFC, you saw, all right, you know, let's just, just for the sake of the argument, you saw Mahomes is here. Jackson has won the MVP. Watson has gotten to the playoffs. Josh Allen, Brady might not have saw him, but Brady, Brady ain't stupid. He no talent. So he saw, okay, with some help and some, uh, you know, fixing, here comes Josh Allen. Let me get out of the division. Uh, you also look at the, the, the guy, Tua, even though, you know, he, he was the next big thing, right, because they drafted him, whatever. And then you also look at Sam Darnold. Now, maybe some people don't believe in Donald, and that's okay, right? But when you look at the NFC, who do you see? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody to no. say, all right. Huh? You know, no. Oh, come on, <laughs> you know? come on, come on, come on, come on. Why you got to do that? Why you got to do that? Why you got to do that? Let Brian speak, sir. Let Brian speak so I can go at him. Brian, like, you, you listen, you, you were great. But you, you, you have to throw those shots. Let Brian but, speak so I can go Listen, but, but you look at it, though, right? Brady, during the season, lost to Mahomes. He lost to Lamar. You know? So, and, and granted, I do think that with the that Patriots team, oh, he would have lost. He would have, yeah, he would have lost to Mahomes. So, I think we, we don't, we, we excuse the fact, you know, that, yeah, he had a phenomenal defense, but he also went there and played GM because that's what he couldn't do in New England. If they let like Antonio Brown stay, he'd still be there. Now, Brown shouldn't have been able to first of all, you know, but, you know, Brady was able to go down there and play GM. Hey, let me go get me Antonio Brown, go get me Gronk, you know. So, Gronk, hey, man, put your wrestling career on hold. I know he was a 24-7 champion. Put that on hold. Let's play football. <laughs> Let's go get uh oh, oh, they don't want for that? I can use him. Let's put, let's put Shady on the bench. Just in case. You know, but he wouldn't have been able to do that in New England. And he could have went to the Dolphins, but he didn't go there. He could have went to an AFC team. 
Tom Brady literally had to pick up the litter. And he went to Tampa Bay because he knew he could get to the Super Bowl. Because he knew he could beat Breeze in the playoffs. And he knew he could beat Rodgers. Because Rodgers is just going to choke when it comes down to the playoffs anyway. Or his team's going to choke. I don't say he's going to choke. I say his team is going to choke. Okay. I agree. I, I mean, agree. I agree. I mean, one one can say that, and you know, but hey, he went to the team that he thought was the best, and this is the best weapons he's had since 2007, okay? Awesome, awesome, amazing weapons. You know, NFC short, great list of quarterbacks, eh, prob- pro- prob- probably not. I mean, but he also took a team that had a quarterback, and, you know, they didn't even make the playoffs. 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. So, it wasn't it wasn't a massive guarantee. And if Brady don't go there, those players do not go there. So, that's, that's huge. Also, you know, Bruce Arians made himself look like a fool. Antonio Brown, never coming here. Never, never, ever coming here. But TB12 says, yeah, are you sure about that? Really? And then he thought about that. You know what? Let me make let me make him happy. And let me go against myself. Let me make myself look bad. And it goes to show you, hey, put faith in, in the arm. The guy who's done it before. And let's be honest. Me included. Everybody. For two weeks of the Super Bowl thought the Chiefs were going to blow it up. They thought this wouldn't even be a game. Patrick Mahomes is so much better than Tom Brady. The Bucks have no chance. Zero chance. Who cares if it's a home game for them? The Bucks have no chance. And what happened? It went the other way. Tom Brady said, yeah? Are you I'm sure about it. that? So, the one thing I know is defense wins championships. And that's the reason why I picked the Bucks, right? The defense was championships. And no matter how many offenses, you know, and, and then it's just this thing. You just don't bet against Tom Brady. You know, I think you feel better losing money if you bet against him than if you bet against him and lose. You feel better losing money because you're like, you know what? It was a smart thing to do. Uh, I say, I say, this is what I say about Tom Brady. Tom Brady did exactly what Tom Brady wanted to do. But the team, like Nick said, that best to his knee. It just so happens the team happens to be the Bucks in the NFC. Because, you know, warm weather, Florida, you know, it's all good in the Izzo, you know. And listen, Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, those guys are coming. And in and, and the NFC, okay, um, Russell Wilson is beat up, right? He's beat up. He, his line is going to kill him. He's beat up. That's number one. You look at um, the 49ers, they have no quarterback. Um, Rodgers, Rodgers is a regular season quarterback. Um, Dak Prescott also is a regular season quarterback. The, Red, the, the football team has no, no quarterback. So, you know, it's just, like you said, Tom Brady picked the perfect situation. Now... When Tom Brady retires and Mahomes is still in the league, what, you don't think Mahomes can get another ring or two? What, no, he can't get the no, three or four? 
but I'm, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, if they don't ever meet again, that 2-0 is going to be something to look at.
getting that equality. And if he didn't speak up when he did in 2011, a guy like Daniel Bryan doesn't win the world title in 2014. Or 2000, yeah, WrestleMania in 2014. So uh, I think what she's doing is incredible. And I think it's very important that she do speak up. And then last last person who I think is great for the African community, um, Emmanuel Alcho, especially with his book. You know how how do you think he he helps? I think he helps tremendously. You know, considering you know he sat down there with Roger Goodell having that uncomfortable conversation. You know, I think he is somebody, again, just these are the things, you know, people need to have these conversations. One of the people that I want to uh, give a huge shout out to is J.C. Shinoni. Uh, J.C. is, you know, a white woman uh, from, uh, from out west, California. And she was on my podcast, and one of the things she said was, you listen to people. Understand that you won't be able to be in their shoes. You won't understand everything they're going through, but just give me benefit and listen and hear what they're trying to say. Hear what they're trying to say to you. And then, therefore, you can be somebody and, and, and you can, we can come together as people. Because at the end of the day, that's what we all want, right? <laughs> you know, we all want to be able to come together as people, as human beings on this earth, you know. Um, I'll be the one to say it, uh, and y'all can cut this out at point. I think this would be in, get to a point where when you see people who you see a black man marry a white woman, you don't have to be looked at as, oh, he's sold out. Or you see a white man marry um, a black woman, oh, she she's sold out. She's just trying to come up, you know? And we, we just want to come together as people because I don't know about y'all, but I know the place that I believe I'm going after I leave this earth. Everybody gonna be coming together anyway. I don't know if we read nothing in the good book that says they're gonna be separating people by color. I agree with that. And I just wanna say to the record, man, you're the perfect person to talk to. And I'm glad that we had to recap Black History with you, man. And Brian, as always, man, we appreciate you coming on. Um, before we get you out of here, let our listeners know where they can catch you. Where you get your work at? Uh, well, first of all, it's an honor always to come on here. I know I was supposed to come on early in the month. I apologize. Um, but I definitely appreciate this opportunity and always appreciate these conversations. Now, you know, I understand, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, y'all, it's um, hard to understand sometimes that, you know, Tom Brady is eventually going to have to pass over the reins as being the greatest quarterback. <laughs>
make sure you put the H because I did not play for the New England Patriots, Dallas Cowboys, or Kansas City Chiefs. You know, James is a big wrestling fan, man. You got to get him on.